Big Red Bench. Saturday and Sunday from 6 p.m. Cork's Red FM. Welcome to the Big Red Bench Women in Sport podcast. I'm your host, Jar McCarthy, and you can follow me on my Instagram and Twitter accounts at JarMcCarthy74. This week's guests include Cork Camogie Minor Manager, Jerry Wallace. We'll also hear from Inch Rovers ahead of their Munster LGFA Championship Senior B final with Ratmore, and from Morn Abbey as they go in search of Munster Senior A glory against Aherlow. That's all to come on this week's Women in Sport podcast. Morn Abbey defeated Waterford County champions Ballymacarbury 4-12-1-5 in last weekend's Munster LGFA Championship Senior A semi-final at Morn Abbey. The Big Red Bench interviewed winning manager Shane Ronan, Kiro Sullivan and hat-trick hero Laura Fitzgerald shortly after the final whistle. So Mornabi are into a Munster Senior Football Championship Club final following a big win over Bally McCarthy today here in Mornabi. I'm joined by the hat-trick hero uh, Laura Fitzgerald. Laura, congratulations on that team performance. How happy are you to get three goals? Um, I look delighted. We got four in total so um, it was something we were kind of working on coming into the, the game that we kind of needed to up our, our, goal, our goal scoring um, opportunities. So um, to get four is fantastic in the Munster semi-final we can be really happy with that um, and hopefully just bring forward to the Munster final now because I'd say we need um, goals against Aherlow Indeed you may and also congratulations uh, to you Kiro Sullivan great to see you back uh, in full flow again the scoreline suggests an easy victory but it was far from it It was far from it um, we've always had great battles with Ballymac through the years and today was no different and to be fair I do think the scoreline was flattering for us um, and we'll just have to make sure we don't get carried away with that and put the head down for the week but I think any day you beat Ballymac you know with such a good club they are having won 40 counties in a row you'd have to be happy with that uh, Your manager had the luxury of bringing you off a little earlier than you would have liked I'd imagine as a player but he was protecting you ahead of that monster final Yeah I suppose like I, I'm very conscious of the fact that I haven't done a lot of training over the last few weeks and there's players there who've been you know putting in all the hard work of training and missing out on a starting position so it was great to, you know the competition for places unreal and to get those girls on Kira Cal finished the, the fourth goal Deirdre made a big impact all the subs that came on did so um, you know you never like coming off but at the same time when you have those girls coming on um, it, it's great for the club and Laura from your point of view the forwards looking really good today but your backs and your midfield they they form the foundation for you to get that possession yeah I mean look in fairness to the, the backs and midfields there I'd say in every game we can give them full credit for the outcome um, like they're always rock solid in fairness to them but like it's it's the forwards that they're put up against like they always just seem to bring it on the day um, like they're never ever in doubt and it gives the forwards in great confidence above that when you've got um, backs back there that are winning the goal that we can kind of take maybe more opportunities than um, than most um, up and forward lines so um, I'm like in fairness they are, they are the foundation of the team in fairness yeah I'd be delighted to hear you say that as forwards <laughs> as well I'd imagine and can I also say to you this time of the year because it's, it's so late in the year matches like this are better than any training session training is important but this is really what brings you on oh definitely yeah I mean like the ground conditions here and where I'd be like in fairness they are top notch but like the balls like everything has to be 10 out of 10 or else like you know it's going to be a dirty ball um, so I mean like we do train hard on that but like there's no training that'll that'll prepare you for a match like that um, so like it was great to get over against Bally now to set us up for the Munster final yeah that Munster final is next weekend so not long to turn around here but this is what you want games coming thick and fast exactly yeah and as, as you said it is matches that you're looking for and as players that's all you ever want um, we're going to have another big step up against Aherlow like beating beat um, 
the Southern Gales the last time. So um, you know, we know what we're we're up against. Um, they've some great tip players. Um, the Kennedys, for example. So our management will go do their homework. We'll get ready for training Wednesday and Friday, and we'll um, hopefully put in a big performance again next weekend. And as you said, you got a test today. You got a lot of young players on. Um, made a few mistakes. There's things still to work on, which is exactly what you'd expect at this time of the year. But this is where Monabi want to be. Definitely. Um, yeah, we do have things to work on, and I think we're we're well aware of that. And you know, Fitz gave all the credit. I think the amount of turnovers our midfield and backs did there um, was phenomenal but one thing we wouldn't have been happy with was the amount of ball we came, gave away then on the way out so definitely things to, to work on um, but um, we have a week to do so Well listen congratulations and all the best to you in the Monster Final Thanks very much sir Cheers Thanks very much Shane Rone manager of Abbey, uh, a very convincing victory hard fought victory here in this Monster semi-final against Barry McCarberry but I would imagine you're very very happy with the way your team applied themselves throughout the whole 60 minutes Yeah look sure um, the big thing we've talked about all week and I suppose what our big motto the last few weeks has been about controlling games and being very calm and uh, I suppose not reacting to what, maybe what the opposition are doing and just kind of sticking to our own thing and hey, look we started nicely um, you know but they got a goal from another high ball going in you know kind of a, a recurring team at the moment but we responded straight away got level at the water break uh, felt we went to be three or four hit at half time but totally dominated the second quarter went seven up got got like that goal the first goal I got I thought was outstanding you know it was, it was one touch ticky tacka football like you know it was really and that looks like something we were working on as well to move the ball very quick especially in these conditions you know you can't be taking taking solo or taking too much out of the ball and I think they moved the ball incredibly well and again at half time the message was let's go and win the third quarter we forget about the score let's win the third quarter which we did tacked on a couple of scores and you know we finished very strong as well and we got five subs on too like you know we were able to I suppose take care off early enough and you know in fairness to her she, she's an absolute warrior she hasn't been able to train but goes out there every day and does, keeps doing it and I look dear and there as well like excellent Anna Ryan brilliant at wing back we, look we've loads of good players coming through all the time as well like girls we brought on there Keir Harrington first game she's played in a while now I love, but has been great for him all week of training so look if they're in form of training you know we're able to be we're able to use them like you know I think we're, we're very very happy with the way it went because uh, like that's a good belly McCabry team but I think we played played one of our best games we've ever played against them like you know and I think we've been kind of waiting for that for a while we we normally panic against them and kind of get into a dog fight and today we didn't and we're delighted with our control of the game just finally how important was it for your two midfielders to play so well today and your back six were really really good heading into that Harlow Buster final yeah look we, we were very happy with our defence in the in the, in the, sorry, in the county final wouldn't have been happy with it the last day so we've worked very hard in that our tackle count at half time you know our, Tomas doing the stats there we 33 tackles made in the first half you know we had 50 in the whole county finals so we 33 and a half today which is outstanding like um, and our midfield look I asked them to get scores and fairness to Emma Emma, Emma wouldn't be a scorer she got two points from, from, from play Roisin had a couple of shots I thought their influence in the game was outstanding and the players we moved around again were, were excellent so listen Joe we're delighted with it yeah, on to the Munster final best luck and we'll see you there man. thanks very much Joe. the big red bench Saturday and Sunday from 6pm victory over Ballymacar qualified Morn Abbey for this Sunday's Munster LGFA Championship Senior A final against Tipperary's Aherlow in Mallow. I caught up with Morn Abbey captain Breed O'Sullivan and Maura Callaghan ahead of the provincial showdown. Now I'm delighted to be joined by two members of the Morn Abbey senior football team who go into Munster final action on Sunday against Aherlow for Tipperary. Delighted to be joined by captain Breed O'Sullivan. Breed, welcome to the podcast. Thanks a million. Good to talk to you again. We've been talking a bit this year, haven't we? Uh, yeah, yeah, a few times are right. Uh, that's always a good sign, I suppose. <laughs> it is, and you're always delighted to talk to Red FM, of course, aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for saying that. Likewise, Mauro Callan, welcome to the podcast. Good to speak to you as well. Thanks, Dar. Um, You're very welcome along. I'm going to start with you, Mora, actually, uh, and just looking back over that victory over Bally McCarberry uh, last weekend in the semi-final of the Munster Championship. It was at home, which was a key thing, I think, for you. 
But um, tough first quarter, nothing in it at all. But that second and third quarter, you really pulled away and put in a terrific performance. Yeah, we are happy with the performance with them, um, that we came away with in the end. I suppose, like, Bally McCarvey are a serious outfit. So anytime you put up a score like that against them, you know, you'd be really happy leaving the pitch, I suppose. I think with regards to the first quarter, like, it's always really tit for tat when a game starts, you know, like, very cagey and you're kind of just feeling each other out, I suppose. But we've been really working on kind of um, bringing the bringing the standard I suppose to the game and just going after it and not kind of being afraid to lose and just going to win so like even with attacking the kickouts I think we capitalized on that a good bit with them um, putting her under a lot of pressure the Valley McCarberry goalie and I think we um, built a lot of scores coming from that so I think that would be one of the ways where we just kind of attacked the game and as I said I suppose that was a game plan from the get-go but you know the first 50 minutes is always really cagey and you're a bit more kind of just trying to settle into the game we drove on from there then and I think that was a huge thing for us was going after those kickouts. How much more the physicality of that game like these games at this stage of the year are incredibly physical for people who don't have anything to watch ladies football they don't realize like the tackle count as well with something Shane Ronan alluded to afterwards the statistics showed that she had something like 50 tackles alone in the first half but you only had 33 in the whole of the county final against their own I mean it was a real battle in there yeah, like it's always really physical um, with ourselves in Bally McCarberry and especially um, with the way the pitches, I found actually Murnabi, like the pitches are getting really heavy with the last couple of weeks. Like I didn't really notice it in the game against the Banner, but I definitely noticed it now on Sunday. And I think the way the ball is slowed down, you know, it's I suppose it's easier to get hands on a player and to get those tackle counts up. But then I suppose on top of that, it's also something we are really working on is, you know, trying to really bring that intensity and just making it really uncomfortable for the opposition to be on the ball. Um, Breed, at uh, the same point to you, I mean, obviously, you know, it was a really tough physical encounter, as Maura said, you'd expect that against Bally McCarberry because of your history with them. How much did the game against the Banner help you uh, going into that Bally McCarberry game in, in Mallow, getting like a full hard 60 minutes? And it was a decent game against the Banner as well. How, how helpful was that? Yeah, absolutely. Like, I think that the scoreline against the banner probably didn't reflect, like, how close the match was and how intense the match actually was. But um, I think that, you know, once you go outside of, of Cork, like, every team you're playing, you know, just plays with such high intensity, like, they're, 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 they're counties, county champions for a reason. So, you know, I think that in the Munster Championship and as you go on through the Munster Championship, I think every team that you come across, you know, does bring... A uh, certain amount of intensity to their game, and we definitely found that against Banner and against Bally McCarberry as well. Um, you were able to, you know, bring a lot of players off the bench at the end when you had a built up uh, an actual a built up a decent lead, but like for the first quarter, first twenty minutes, they were really in the game and they missed a few ways and they might have even gone ahead. But is is it that experience that you've gained, Breed, in it, winning All Irelands and winning in Munsters previously that there's no panic? In the, there just doesn't seem to be any panic in this Morn Abbey team. And you were just you were going through the phases, doing what you planned to do and playing the game on your terms. Yeah, I think, you know, being able to control games like that or, you know, having a certain amount of control over games definitely comes with experience. Um, and we're lucky to have that experience on our side. But as well as that, we do have, you know, young players that are able to come in off the bench and make a difference. And even, you know, players that started the game the last day, like, I think Anna Ryan was probably the youngest player in the pitch, but was probably one of our best players last, um, last Sunday as well. So I think it's good to have a mix. You know, we have that experience, but we also have youth on our side as well, thank God. 
Yeah, in fairness, no, it's not exactly an old team at all by any means, but you are right. It's those younger players that are coming up from minor and like that 16 success that you had this year, which is fantastic as well. But as captain, Breed, is this an easy team to be a captain of or are they constantly moaning into your <laughs> um, no, absolutely an uh, easy team to be captain of. You know, I think that we just have so many leaders in every part of the pitch, like Dave and goals, like the whole way up to like Laura Fitz in the full forward line. That I think that captain's kind of just the title, and I suppose that I had the honour of accepting um, trophies on behalf of all the girls. But we have so many players with so much experience, like you know the likes of Catherine and Roisin have junior, intermediate, and senior all Ireland from Abbey So you know, um their experience just goes without saying. So uh, definitely an easy bunch to um, to be the captain of. <laughs> That's a very political answer. Fair play to you. I assume, Mara, from your spoil there, um, that, that, that you would agree with that, that Breed is the perfect captain and that you never <laughs> moan or complain to her at any point. No? <laughs> no, to be fair, I don't think she has ever have to deal with much aggro with us. Um, <laughs> we, all, we all pretty much get on with it. Um, so, well, look, that's all I know of it anyway, unless Breed has said other people whispering in her ear. <laughs> Just on that point that Breed made, Mara, like there, there's quite a lot of youth in this panel and it's a huge panel and you need a big panel as you know better than anybody if you're going to be successful but like you can't vote these are the games and these are the times of the year in December when it's all about experience and game management how important is it that the young players that do come on that train with you and that get to see that how important is that for them when they you know when they get into that first team oh it's hugely important and like I mean I feel like a lot of those young players would have been kind of bled in earlier on in the year as well so you know they're getting that taste of the senior um what it's like to play like a senior um match but like I think like us all being calm all around really helps them slotting in as well like you're coming in and you're you're doing a job like it's not it's there's nothing really to think about you're just going in and you're doing what you were told I'm sure there'd be a few words of wisdom from the management just before you go in there and hopefully we're in a good place at the stage they're coming on that it's not really high intensity but you know they're always going to contribute like we have fantastic players on the bench like youth and youth and experience you know there's it's not all young on the bench as well so like there's people there who can come in and do a job and they'll finish out the game strong. Reid how much does winning a Munster Championship mean to a team like Moran Abbey that's won so much? Um, I think that every year is different and um I think that, you know, not having a Munster Championship last year and, you know, 2020 ended up being, I suppose, a disappointing year for us. And we had a number of injuries and that, that I think that this year of all years um, could possibly mean more because, you know, there's lots of players, as we said, that have been on the road for a long number of years. And, you know, 2020 might have been like, you know, might have been their last year or they might have seen that their last year and have decided to come back because they you know they didn't want to finish off their career at Morn Abbey you know having lost a Munster final and not having the opportunity to play in Munster so I think that you know because of everything that's gone, gone on over the last 18 months with Covid and everything I think that this year possibly you know means more if not the exact same as any other year that we've gone out in Munster. And same for you, Mara. I mean, like Breed's outline there, like it's a prestigious event, it's a prestigious trophy. To be champions of Munster is a big thing. And it's not like you're not used to winning it, but has that gap, does it feel weird this year that you, it's so long since you've, you've been involved? Yeah, I think it definitely feels really strange. And like, as, as Breed alluded to, like last year was a, dis a disappointing year for us. 
and it it does feel strange to be you know at this kind of business in real business end of the championship and going forward into Munster it is like it's a huge honor and like it's something before we got on this like run I suppose we'd only have dreamed of it like you know um so like it's definitely something that we don't take lightly and it is brilliant to be like at the real business end and you know the games are kind of snappy enough I know like I think the Munster Championship is the last game now on this side of Christmas, but like it's it's great to have the game snappy out, you know, every couple of weeks. It's bad, I suppose, if you get an injury, but it's it's good, you know, and that it's all really go go. It's exciting, like. Yeah, it does kind of fill up the year more at this point. Like it's hard to believe the Christmas is only a couple of weeks away, but it's only I think it was the last All Ireland final before last year it would have been five days before Christmas in the middle of COVID. So the season seems to be going. It seems all year round though is what I'm kind of getting at. Does that feel like as a as a player like yourself with your experience and what you've won? That the last couple of years you're just going constantly all the way through the year um i suppose yeah it is kind of expanding early um every year but you know it's like i i take it that you know it's it's good it's great to still be involved in this stage of the year like you know you could look at it the other way that you're like oh god sure i'm i'm allergic now to going back in january but like it's it's great to be involved this late you know it really means that you're getting as far as much as you can out of the year and like while going into pre-season training like might seem like a bit of a slog but you have like you have to do it and it's like you're going with another different bunch if we're going back with Cork in January you know it's great to see those girls again as well so you just like I suppose it depends how you look at it but it's nice to be continue to be involved for as long as possible. Indeed it is and breathe the challenge that faces you on Sunday is far from an easy one this is an Aharo team from Tipperary who held the a very highly fancied and regarded Southern Gales team to six points, nine six in the semi final. I know weather may not have been, or may the weather may well have been a factor in that. But I would imagine your manager, from his knowledge of the temporary scene as well, will know and be well versed on just how good a team this Aharo uh, club is. Yeah, like, um, you know, Ballymac have probably been our biggest rivals in Munster for the last um, five or six years, them and the banner. So we've actually never come across Aharo so as players. I think that we kind of don't know what to expect and um, in ways that's obviously a positive thing, but um, it can be hard to prepare properly for it as well. You know, I think sometimes it's good to kind of know, know what you're, know what you have yourself in for, but, you know, as you said, Shane knows um, a lot about tip ladies football from his experience of training them over the last number of years. So he'll definitely have their homework done on them and, um, you know, will pass on anything that needs to be passed on to us. And same to you, Maura. I mean, obviously Shane's experience in, in Tipperary is going to be a big benefit to you here in terms of acknowledging who the players and danger players are. Uh, but from your own point of view, from the way you've been speaking, it's, this is all about Mornabi doing what Mornabi need to do, controlling your own game and controlling the controllables as the saying goes. Yeah, 100%. Like, I suppose there there always does need to be a bit of homework done on the other team just to, to identify, you know, the key, key threats. But then at the end of the day, it really is just about bringing what we have to the table and performing as, like, to the highest possible standard we can perform to. And I think, as you said, like, controlling the game, like, is something we're really, really working on. And, like, even the game against the banner, like, we never really hit full tilt, but we still ground out a victory. And, like, no, there was no panic. Like, I know... Like, I suppose none of us would have been that hugely happy with our performance. But we still, like, kept the shoulder to the wheel and just got the results. So I think that is something that we've really learned along the way. And I know Breed alluded to about the experience, but we're really lucky to have that experience now with us. And I think we're old enough and bold enough now to realise that we, it's all, like, it's all about what we perform at the end of the day, really, like. 
I won't comment on the old enough, but the bold <laughs> enough, uh, how that can be interpreted. I've seen some Instagram <laughs> posts in recent weeks of some of the players, as you're fully entitled to do, enjoying yourselves. Um, is it fair to say, Bree, that as the years have gone on, you've gotten very adept at knowing how to celebrate properly? And uh, uh, the manager may be listening to this, so just, you know, mind your words here. <laughs> Um, the celebrations was never something that we found difficult to get our head around. I think it just came naturally mm. what we were doing there. Um, so no training needed. But um, yeah, no, I think that um, you know this year the Munster or the county championship and this Munster championship has you know just been a breath of fresh air, having had a tough year last year. So so no matter um, how Sunday goes. You know, we'll 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 um, have a few drinks afterwards, but hopefully we'll be we'll be celebrating. Very well, very diplomatically and well said. And Mara, from your point of view, one thing I noticed about this Mornabi team, for a team that's been as successful as you have for so long, very easy for you know people to get sick of each other. It's not just you, like any football team or any Kamogi team. But I I genuinely don't see that. They just seem like you tear the heads off each other, like all good football teams do when you're out in the pitch. But you can see just even from the celebrations and from the photographs and stuff. There is a genuine connection within this panel. Yeah, I, I like 100%. I know it all sounds cliche, but like we do all just get on so well, like mm. as in we're all really close friends outside of being on the team, the same football team. So like there's always a bit of crack, you know, we know how to get the tra get the training done. But like, you know, there'd be chitting, chitting and chatting. Shane sometimes has to tell us to cop on and, you know, tune in for training. But like we all do really get on and like from the young players to the old players, there's no real segregation. Like so there definitely is like it's really enjoyable to be a part of a team that is so close. And just finally, Breed, I mean, all jokes aside, this is it's great to be where you are at this point of the year to still be involved in Munster with the possibility we don't know yet going into an All-Ireland series in the new year but from your own point of view and your team's point of view this is where you want to be this is where you planned and this is what you trained and fought for um, it's not going to be easy this weekend against Aherlow it is a little bit of the unknown as you actually alluded to there but I would imagine you're very much looking forward to it. Yeah absolutely um, you know as Maura said there a while ago like um, at, when it comes to this stage of the year you're just happy to be still training because if you're still training at this stage of the year it means you're still in the championship so you know, I think it's all about um, performance and we're going to try and, you know, control the game as much as we can. And, you know, we've learned over the years, like the importance of, you know, keeping our heads and, and you know, trying to control the game as much as possible. So we're definitely going to try and do that on um, Sunday and hopefully enjoy it and hopefully be celebrating afterwards. Uh, yes, I assume the celebrations afterwards, Mara, if there is any, um, that won't be a good time to ring you to come on a podcast, no? <laughs> no, probably not. <laughs> I'd like to, because we get some serious quotes, but we won't. But listen, you have a huge match ahead of you this weekend. It's a tough opponent in Aharlof and Tipperary. They've come through just like yourselves, deservedly to be there. We've been there with you every step of the way here on the big red bench. We wish you all the best in Sunday's final. We'll be there to get the reaction um, as afterwards as well. Hopefully it's a happy one. Um, but until then, uh, Breed and Mara, thank you very much for joining us. Miss the show? Grab the Big Red Bench podcast at redfm.ie. Corks Red FM. Inch Rovers defeated Comoros Rangers 213 to 13 to qualify for this year's Munster LGFA Senior B Championship final. Kerry's Rathmore will be Inch's opponents in Mallow on Friday evening.
I spoke to Captain Sarah Harrington and Jessica O'Shea of what should be a cracking game. No, we're delighted to be joined here on the Women in Sport podcast with two members of the Inch Rovers team that will take part in this Friday evening's Munster Senior B final against Rathmore from County Kerry. Uh, we've got uh, Jessica O'Shea and we've got the Captain Sarah Harrington. Sarah, how are you? Good night, Jerry. How are you? I'm great. Great to talk to you again. Uh, we've been talking quite a lot this year, which is a good thing. And Jessica O'Shea, I think it's the first time we've spoken, but it's, uh, thank you for joining us here. No problem at all, Jerry. Yeah, it's the first time I'm on, but I'm delighted. Nice Monday evening. How to spend it? Well, this is a ringing endorsement before we even start talking, so this is great. Um, let's start mm-hmm. with you, Sarah, as the captain. Um, it's a Munster Senior B final. It's an important game. I know it's very late in the year, but how have preparations been going for Inch? Yeah, sorry, I lost you for a second, but I have you again. Um, yeah, preparations are going well. Um, we had training at the weekend now and we had big numbers and everyone was in great form. So there's a great buzz around the camp at the moment and everyone is very excited um, leading into the Monster final. And there's a buzz around the place as well, which is, is nice to see. Um, you had a tough semi-final, Sarah, but you came through with a couple of goals and a, and, and a difficult night to play football. Yeah, I when you said out at the beginning of the year you probably don't think you're going to be playing up in Killa under nights at 8 o'clock of a Friday night in December but um, it was cold but it was worth every minute of it and thank God we pulled through in the end after the game going to extra time. Um, Jessica from your point of view and the panel's point of view how important has Noel O'Connor and the management team been to you this year? Oh massive Absolutely massive because there is so much in the background between organising, we'll say, drinks and the, the stuff before, you know, during half time and the water break, organising games, organising training. So they're very, very important to us. And we really wouldn't be where we are if we didn't have like this dip or Noel O'Connor, as he's mostly known as, and Sheila and Tom and Sean Splant helped out a few bit, like, you know, a few times. And you also have Dude, who's Stephen Gilman. He's our physio, so he's minding us now, especially towards the end of the year. And there's a few injuries cropping up, but no, we genuinely would not be where we are without him. So we're very lucky. Indeed, you are. And for this time of the year, Jess, um, it's a difficult time to play football. It's not easily, it's not always the best of conditions. But you have experience of playing a floodlit game in the semi-finals. Do you think that will help you when you come to play Ratmore in Mallow on Friday night? I hope so. I really do hope it will help us. Um, it's a completely different ball game under the lights, and especially in the cold, wet evenings. You know, hopefully it'll be dry on Friday. Um, but like we have lights and kill us, so we are very lucky. We have had chances to use them throughout the year, and I suppose Mallow, like it's a great facility, and we've played there a few times during the intermediate matches as well two years ago, and like they have a great field as well. So fingers crossed, still. It'll help us get the result that we want on Friday. And Sarah, how important is that experience that Inch have of playing in big Cork County Senior Championship games and in Munster down through the years, especially heading into such a tough, facing such a tough opponent? Yeah, I think we're very lucky to be members of Inch Rovers Ladies Football Club because the history and success the club have had over the last 10, 15 years, you know, it's huge. And like, we didn't have that experience, I think, heading into this monster final. You know, a lot of nerves and things might be creeping up, whereas we're very lucky, like, we know what it's about and we know that there's a job to be done. 
And as well, it's great for the younger girls who haven't played in those kind of games yet to you know to be tagging along with us oldies and us to be able to tell them, you know, you know, not to stress or not to worry and what will be will be. And you know, we're really looking forward to it. And I think I think we're very lucky to have had the experience of playing so many games and going so far in competitions in the past. So hopefully that will stand to us now on Friday night as well. Yeah, because Sarah, I know how disappointed you were not to go further in the senior A, but the senior B and winning it has been, I mean, it's not the same thing, but it's been important to keep that momentum going. Yeah, definitely. I think like when we went back down intermediate and after the girls won, we won the county and the girls went on to the Munster in the All-Ireland series, like that was a massive boost for the club. And I think every year now we have been progressing and we were very unlucky not to get to the semis in um, the senior A competition this year. But as disappointed we are, we're still delighted because, you know, we're now playing a monster final on the 10th of December. And like, we're just so lucky with the way things are at the moment that we actually get the opportunity to do that. And like, we're delighted to be playing in this. And this competition now means as much to us as the senior A would have. And, you know, we're going to treat it like what would be a senior A monster final, you know? Yeah, that's very. That's a fair point. And Jess, I presume it's the same for you. I mean, it's as we said. Look, the time of year, late night games under the floodlights. It's not easy for a player at this time of the year. But the fact that you've had, or what? How did you find the level of opposition in this year's senior A championship? Has have you found it that it's been stepping up year by year in the last couple of years? Um, I'd say like 2007 is my first year up senior. Higher, like the fitness, the strength and conditioning. Like it's just constantly increasing every year. And like as Sarah said you know, before in previous interviews, that we missed out by score difference to, to get to the semi. So it's just the small margins are really what, what it comes down to in ladies football at the moment. And I really do think the championship games, like the group games did stand to us. And like the senior B championship still, like Clan was a really tough game, weather was awful. And like the Vals game was just nonstop. The intensity was constantly there from start to finish. So I, I really do think that those matches will stick to us now on Friday night in the Cumber game as well. Extra time, a load of legs were sore after that game, but fingers crossed that we'll get over the line now on Friday and it'll be all worth it, especially on the 10th of December. And with everything that's going on at the moment, being able to go out and play football with your friends and have fun is, you know, it's, it's really important as well. Yeah, that's well said. And just finally, Sarah, I mean, how much are you looking forward to the challenge? This is a serious team, Rathmore. They wouldn't be in a Munster final unless they were a decent team. It's going to be a big challenge for you. Yeah, we're really looking forward to it now, Jaren. You know, it's exciting as well to play a team that you wouldn't know as much about as other teams. And, you know, we don't like, we know that Ratmore have strong players and we've heard a lot about them over the last week. But I think the focus is on ourselves now at this stage because, like if we don't go out and perform at the end of the day, you know, I don't think we deserve it. So hopefully now we'll perform in the night and we've been training hard and we're just really excited about it. And the build up has been huge. And um, yeah, we know Ratmore are going to be a challenge and we have heard about them. And, you know, we've been trying to find out bits about them and things. But you know what? It, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter who we're playing. It'll be the same conditions. And um, we know that they were a senior eight. They lost the senior eight county final. So we know that they're going to be a strong opposition. But at the end of the day, I suppose we're just going to try and focus on ourselves and um, do whatever we can do on the night to win it. And finally, uh, Sarah, the buzz around the club must be lovely right now. 
yeah it's absolutely lovely like do you know what we're all just best friends and we all get on so well and you know we know each other so well and we're playing with each other since we were small growing up so like I think that's just the main part of it like like I think about going training sometimes like a therapy <laughs> going down to the field to see the girls so like we're really really lucky that we're all so close and we love being around each other so even when the nights are tough and the weather is cold like you still have we still have a great crack and a good laugh and you know what we get the job done and training might be hard and it might be serious but we still have a good time and you know we love going down training so you know we'll also love the break I'm sure when it comes but <laughs> eventually, eventually. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. okay well listen everybody on the on Cork Trail FM the big red bench we've been following it since since this run began and we're, we're we'll, be, we'll be with you at Munster Senior B final night hopefully you can bring that trophy home uh, Jess, thanks very much for joining us. And Sarah, thanks very much for joining us on the Women in Sport podcast. Jared, thanks for no all the problem. coverage. Yes, thank you so much for everything you do. We really appreciate it. The Big Red Bench. Saturday and Sunday from 6pm. It has been a very busy time for returning Cork Camogie minor manager, Jerry Wallace. The Cork manager has put together a new backroom management team ahead of the new season. Jerry took time out of his hectic schedule to speak to the Big Red Bench and look ahead to a Cork minor panel eager to atone for last year's All Ireland final loss to Kilkenny. Delighted to be joined now by the Cork Camogie minor manager Jerry Wallace, who's uh, coming off a very, very busy year, and no better man to get even busier for the next twelve months ahead than Jerry <laughs> Wallace. Jerry, you're welcome. Uh, how are you keeping? I'm great, altogether, Joe. Thanks very much. Yeah. Um, and I suppose normally you'd have a, a downtime, but I, I seem to have gotten busier and so have my management team for, <laughs> we're preparing for 2022 already, like, you know, so. It's a good way to be, Jerry. It's a good way to be, especially at this time of the year. Talk to me about that management team because um, quite a lot of um, interesting names, but also very important as you'd know better than anybody that you've got to get the right mix in your management team if you want to be successful. Well, I think that's a very important um, factor to be considered when you're when you're coming together with a group of people that the mix is correct and you know there for to serve the needs of the young people, and I think we've got that mix right now for 2022. I suppose we've grown as a management since 2018. Um, like we've been successful. Then we had the pandemic situation, no competition, and we came back this past 12 months. And I suppose. Having a review of the season, I decided myself that we needed a few more bodies in and around the management team to assist and help. And um, I think everyone that's on board is is a fabulous person. And I think that each and every one of them is, you know, contributing massively to Camogie and Cork within their own clubs and within the club structures. And um, I suppose the management team, you know, you're looking at Michael Boland, who's coming back as the lead coach with the under-18s, which is the minors. Where he's joining in there is Ali Halligan there from Ballygarvan. Ali's an astute administrator and, you know, he's coming on board as a mentor and his, his role will be in relation to logistics as well. Dave Ellis is coming on board, I think, for the first time in a while. He's done a lot of work with UCC Camogie as the manager of the Ashburn Cup team. And Dave is coming on board as a mentor and um, his speciality then will be in relation to goalkeeping and goalkeeping coaching. Uh, we've joined in by two ladies, Sonia Walsh from Glen Rovers, and Sonia's brief is the fitness of the team. Or Hallahan in from Castellines acts as the liaison with the team and also the first aid, and you know she's she's hands on all the time. Uh, medically, we're joined in by John Daly, and um, 
I suppose the big coolest that we have on board this year, which is as we have a gentleman by the name of George Cunningham. Yes. Now, George, George Cunningham would be well known. You know, he wouldn't be George Cunningham, the George Cunningham, the Cork goalkeeper, the former Cork goalkeeper. But George be well known now with Newtown Chandram uh, back in the early um, uh, 2000s. Um, and also, you know, he has gone on to be the manager of Leash at Senior Hurling. But George is the operations manager in, in the UL Sports and oversees the the running of UL Sports in, in Limerick. And he's also very active today and still is in coaching on the field. So Jura is going to act as a mentor to both myself and to the management team for the 2022 season. And I think that's a very, very important um, factor that we've brought in, is that we now have someone that will come, observe our practices and offer his experience, which is you know, a winning experience and a competitive experience to us. And I think it's all good going forward. Yeah, it's so. It's, sorry, sorry uh, yeah, I was just going to say to you there, about your Cunningham, like, that name is the one that leapt out to me because uh, I would be aware of what he's done in UL Camogie circles. And is, is it a case, Jerry, of having a fresh pair of eyes coming into, even though it's a new setup, but a fresh pair of eyes is really important now with the panel of players that you're putting together? I think it is, sure. I think, look, the disappointment on losing the All Ireland final when I sit down and we critique the performances of ourselves as coaches and ourselves as a management team I felt we were a squad bit weak and I just felt that like the game has evolved again even in the five years that I've been at this level mm-hmm. I think the preparation in the other counties is as competitive as our county so I just felt that we needed another set of eyes we needed another bit of experience and um, I've had a good working relationship with Joe when I was in Limerick with the academies um, so I went and I met with him and I, I, I put a proposal to him and it's not a full-on proposal but it's a proposal that he, he found very um, appealing and uh, I was delighted when he said he would be involved. I think it's exciting for Cork Camogie as well. Joe has a lovely demeanour about himself. He has a great coaching voice. He has he he has a great understanding of the of the the positioning of the game of the of the modern movements in the game. And I think that's all going to be built into our programme as we go along in the twenty 22 season, John. Yeah, sorry, you just mentioned there the fact that obviously when you're when you're reviewing the year and you look back, I mean that that final in the in the Gaelic grounds and unfortunately losing out to, to a really really good and strong Kilkenny team, you obviously address what you want to do, but it shouldn't be forgotten that you beat Dublin. It shouldn't be forgotten that you came through against Clare and you also came through against Limerick to get there. So there's clearly potential in the panel and potentially of the, of the girls that are coming through because it's fair to say Jerry last year was a very positive year for Cork and Mogi underage with what was won and with the amount of finals that you reached Oh very much so Jerry it is great it is very encouraging and it is very into, you know it is just mar- marvellous to be involved with it like there are um, 16 of the girls that were with me in the defeat to Kilkenny on the panel coming back in at this moment in time Gilmer had been joined by another 16 from the under 16 team that are over age now that won the All Ireland, mm. so we're 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 marrying them together. But also in this year, Joe, we 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 have an agreement with the county board, like um, to over over overlook an under 17 development squad, and also then to we wrote to all the clubs asking the clubs of Camogie here in Cork to you know send in a girl or a few girls that they felt would like the trial that were born in, in 2004. So they, they would be born in 2000, which would mean that they'd be a last year minor now, mm. So out of that, we have, at this moment in time, 
we have 64 girls involved in trials. We had a trial last Sunday morning in Castle Road before they commenced the work there in relation to drainage. But we got to use the venue last Sunday morning. We're out again this Sunday morning. And we had a massive response to from from the clubs. So the clubs nominated, you know, players that were not, that had never been kind of within the inter-county scene at 14 or 15 or 16. So now they, they would have been involved with the schools and the colleges Camogie, but they might have been missed. And it's very interesting to see what's developing in, in, on that. So, like, we're doing a lot of homework at the moment behind the scenes uh, that I hope will lead us to another successful year and a competitive year in, in, in 22 when we turn the clock in, in, into December. Indeed, we do, and we all hope that, Jerry. Can I just ask that? Yes. Like, a lot of people talk about the the gap between minor and senior that that needs to be bridged that development squads are, are a potential there but you seem to be focusing in on not just minor but under 17s as well is is that something that you feel that you obviously feel strongly about needs to be addressed that somebody just coming straight out of under 16 that doesn't make the minor panel has a chance on a development team be it an under 17 team to, you know to be to be kept in the loop so to speak i, I do i think it's a huge it's a huge um a, a positive uh, component of the program that we're putting in place, and I think there's great credit due to all the people that are involved with me in the management team to, uh, that are encouraging and want to see this process taking place for 2022. The county board, when I reviewed my, my own management team, reviewed our year with the county board in our discussion at the latter stage of that meeting, this was proposed uh, to me from by the county board. So the county board had this vision as well. So we set about writing to the clubs through the county secretary and we got a massive response in relation to phase 17s which are girls that are born you know were born in 2005 mm. so they would have two years so we're after casting the net out and it has been a marvelous uh, there has been a marvelous response at 17 in the sense that we've i think it's um i think we've 146 players that have, have been nominated now someone would say that clubs have sent in girls that are you know not up to it or whatever no, the clubs have been very respectful to the process. They might have sent in the max five. Mm. A lot of clubs have only sent in one, two. They've sent in players that they know or they feel deserve an opportunity to to be looked at. So at the moment, the Cork under 17s will say the development process there is probably at a, is just in its administration state at this moment in time because we're dealing with the volumes of names that have come in and the contacts and setting that up and how we're going to work with that in 2022, you know, coming to January, there in the January into February. Now, if someone identifies to us within those 17-year-olds that are not already in the system, someone that might be potentially a minor for 2022, mm. Well, then we certainly look at them and we certainly want to look at them because, like, at the end of the day, there's an onus on Jerry Wallace and his management team to get the best team out for Cork in the championship. And the National, the Governing Association of the Camogie have indicated to us, sure, a return to post-COVID or pre-COVID. They want to, they're going to bring the championship in before the, the summer. So it's going to come in in February, March and if we are successful, we'll play the All-Ireland final on the 3rd of April. Well, uh, uh, no better man to have a target in his head uh, or a management team behind him to, to look forward, hopefully, to that. I think, Jerry, just finally, I, I get from, from all the interviews we've done over the last 
a couple of months and certainly since the All-Ireland final and I get it from hearing from the players too there's, it's not so much unfinished business but there's an eagerness and an itch for both the players and the management and the Cork Minor setup to get going you really want to hit this championship big time this year don't you? Oh we do Jerry yeah like we just look I suppose there's a competitive nature in us and long may it continue and we have a very respectful competitive nature um, we, we, we want to get back to where we were last year again and see can we uh, better better ourselves than what we did last year? But we had a very successful year last year. We won the Munster Championship. We had a great campaign there. We then got into the All-Ireland Final. We were beaten by a better team on the evening, Kilkenny. They were humming on the night. We weren't. And look, we've looked at it. We've analysed it. And we're preparing now for 2022. And we're really looking forward to it, George. We've got a, an All-Ireland Series. That's going to start in February. We've got to have our eye on the ball now from the word go. And... We've got to get through the group stage there, hopefully getting to either a quarter-final or a semi-final. And then, with the help of God and the help of other people, we'll be uh, we'll be back in the All-Ireland final in April. And, you know, it'll be against one of the top teams in the country, either Dublin, Kilkenny, Galway, you know, anyone at all, Wexford, that are that are looking after themselves as well. So, like, we don't have any time to be hanging around here, and we need to be prepared for it, and that's what we're doing at the moment. And we're getting great support from the players, getting great support from the parents, great support from the clubs, great support from the county board. Like we're now, we're now working in, in trying times as well, Joe, because as you know, the winter's in, so the conditions are tough and trying to source pitches and source, source venues to train. That's my challenge, but I'll rise to that challenge. But we, we can't be lackadaisical and we can't take the eye off the ball because Cork needs, as I've said to you before and in our previous interviews, mm. like Cork always needs to be at the cutting edge of the championship at this age. We might need to be winning them, Jor, mm. but we need to be there because then, uh, with the help of God, we'll have players that will move on into the senior setups. Like, cause, like I take great pride in seeing the likes of Laura Hayes and Saoirse McCarthy playing with the Cork seniors. And I wish them all the well for 2022 and the Cox Senior Committee and the Cox Senior Management. Because, like, sure, that's my role. My role is to bring these players through and then pass them on and hopefully they make it at the inter-county level in Cork. What they do with their clubs is their own business. But when we're involved in inter-county, we can only look after at that level, sure. So that's where I am. Good stuff, Jerry. Well, it's uh, it's been lovely catching up with you, and uh, hopefully you'll enjoy a nice, peaceful Christmas before it all kicks off in the new year. But listen, everybody in the big red bench will be supporting you and covering you all the way through 2022, and uh, enjoy the break if you manage to get one over Christmas. Well, Joe, listen. Thanks again for the bit of coverage, and thanks again for that. You can join us in St Stephen's morning for a run if you'd like. Oh, want to stop off. <laughs> I don't want to hold you up, Jerry. You'll be fine, Grant. Your work way, but. <laughs> Thanks very much, Jerry. We'll talk to you again soon. Bye bye. Thank you. Bye bye. That's it for another Big Red Bench Women in Sport podcast. Remember to subscribe to the Big Red Bench on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. You can also listen online at redextra.ie. Don't forget to tune in to the Big Red Bench with Rory O'Hagan, Colm O'Sullivan, and Valerie Wheeler between 6 and 7 pm on the radio every Saturday and Sunday. Follow the Big Red Bench across all our social media channels as well as visiting our official website, redfm.ie. Red Bench, Saturday and Sunday from 6 p.m., Cork's Red FM.